Hey kids, thanks for joining me. I'm Jax, host of Here for the Booze. Tonight we're going to talk about this campy horror movie in both senses, Sleepaway Camp. I'm just going to be drinking my usual vodka soda. And I also have a um, cannabis-infused sip soda lemonade, not CBD, <laughs> that I will be enjoying a little bit later because it's been that kind of a week. So yeah. Let's dive in, though. Before we talk about the movie, uh, per usual, there's going to be huge spoilers in this. And in, the, in, in this specific case, the ending is that insane that no one should spoil this movie for anyone who hasn't seen it. Seriously, stop this right now and watch it. It's on YouTube. If you have Shudder, it's on Shudder. Please go watch it because you really should. Today is Transgender Day of Remembrance. And with that, I have a quick disclaimer before we jump in that there are some themes in this movie that are dated. This movie comes off or may come off as transphobic, but that is not how I feel about the trans community, nor did I come away from watching this with any discontent for the LGBTQ community. A lot of my information comes from an article on Bloody Disgusting written by a transgender fan, so most of what I say is coming from their aspect so it was kind of interesting that I stumbled upon that article when I was uh, doing a little bit of research before talking to you guys. So I was very fortunate for that. All right, so let's dive in and talk about Sleepaway Camp. I actually watched this on Wednesday. I was thinking about doing this episode anyway, and then I found out that the movie came out on November 18th, 1983. So I was going to record it last night, but... I just started doing some laundry and getting into some stuff around the house and drinking that I didn't record it, so I apologize, but it's Friday, so perfect. This movie is a low-budget horror, like most of them are, you know. Nowadays, they get more money, but back in the 80s, they definitely did not have money. <laughs> this movie starts out with the two children in the water with their dad and his lovers on shore, and uh, her and her brother, this girl Angela and Peter are in the water and <laughs> these two kids are driving a boat with a water skier on the back and the guy lets the girl drive the boat. And of course, she's like not paying attention, but says like, I'm a great driver or whatever. So the skier is kind of like, tr like screaming that they need to stop and there's, you know, a boat in front of them. And, you know, this movie's not super graphic, thankfully, especially in this scene. But they, you end up seeing, you know, they get into this huge accident and you see Peter treading water. The dad was like not near them um, when this had happened. I think he was on shore with his boyfriend. And uh, you see like another life vest surface up, like all torn up. And their dad is a closeted gay man. And you see this in the, you know, in the movie because it's, I'm not even sure if they even mentioned dates, but it's clearly before the 80s when the children are younger. You know what I mean? No matter when the time period is, it's still before the 80s. And even in the 80s, this wasn't a normal thing with two men. You know what I mean? There is a little bit of, you know, gender bending in this, you know, movie. Most of the scantily clad characters in the movie are the men. They wear like the super short shorts and the crop tops and it's really odd and watching it again after reading the article I was like wow I never thought of it that way that it is a lot of like men focused movie if you think about it. 
The other thing is the there's a scene in the toward the end where they all go skinny dipping, quote unquote. But it's only the guys that like take off their pants and or, you know and get naked and go in. The girls just don't. So I thought that that was really you know looking at it now I I just never noticed that before. But you know this this movie you know just totally. I guess I just thought it was the eighties and guys wore crop tops. You know what I mean? Like that's just kind of weird. You know, I just couldn't help but think of that, you know, who wears short shorts? The, the guys do. Um, but, st- you know, so that was interesting to rewatch that with that thought in mind of this article. You know what I mean? There's also lots of flashbacks of the kids seeing their dad in bed with a man. And they're kind of giggling because they don't understand. And then they're sitting on the bed looking at each other like, and it kind of looks like they're figuring things out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a girl, you're a boy, like, whatever. Um, And this also came out during a period when there was zero trans representation in the mainstream film industry. And this movie really dove deep, if you think about it. You know, there was nothing before this besides, you know, as I'm probably saying all this to you, you probably didn't think of that, you know, when you first watched it. Because I definitely did not. There's also, like, a lot of transphobia in the movie. You know, they say, like, she's a boy and things like that. You know, and... In the community, it's more complex than chromosomes and genitals to define gender. But, you know, I'm not going to get into that. That's not my realm. (laughs) But I just wanted to kind of just throw that out there and let people know, like, this is where this is coming from. But, you know, this, this movie packs a punch with these themes when you really look at it. You know, like I said, we're trying to get into the movies more than the actual, you know, horror There's more layers to these movies than you guys really think. You know what I mean? And even I thought, you know, first watching any movie, um, I love to read what people, you know, know about it or think and theorize and things like that. Because there's also like alternative theories to this movie. And I'll kind of gently talk about that in a little bit. Um, But the the effects in this movie um, with the special effects, with the, the death scenes and, you know, the cook being boiled and that awesome bee scene where the, the counselor is in the bathroom and she puts the beehive in there and shakes it so they all, you know, get angry. When you see him laying on the floor, he's mostly covered with bees, but it doesn't look super fake or anything. I, I really thought that that was a really good, very good special effect. When the cook gets boiled with, I don't know if it was like water or stew. I'm assuming it was water because he didn't have like anything on him, but he got boiled by some water and those are pretty good effects. I mean, when you see you know, some of the other, you know, dead bodies later, they really look pretty good. Like even today, you know, obviously maybe not them, you know, they, they purple toned a lot of things. So they looked like really dead. Whereas they feel like maybe it wouldn't be that white and purple, (laughs) but I don't know. I've, I've never seen a dead body. Back to the movie. Peter, the little boy who survives this boating accident that I was just talking about, you know, he's traumatized deeply by the death of his sister. So this is another thing of, you know, trauma. That's That affects people totally different. And he goes and lives with his aunt. And she's, like, kind of crazy. She's definitely one of the most odd characters I've seen in a movie in a long time. There's something about her that's genuine, but a little plastic. And I guess plastic's like Stepford Wife. You know what I mean? Just a little, there's something wrong up there. I don't know, but, you know, um, she decides to make Peter into a little girl that she never had because she has a son, Ricky. 
So she kind of like just gently explains like, oh, no, it wouldn't be good at all for like another boy. It's very like it's a very weird scene. And I'm not sure if it's a I don't know. It's just she's very odd. So after that, they kind of like flash forward to this woman again with her son, Ricky and Angela now head to Camp Arawak. And it was like eight years later, I think, when they go to this camp and she like remembers their physicals that she needs to provide. And she's like, you can't tell them how I got this. She's a doctor. So clearly, if you're following the story from the beginning, this boy has been brainwashed into thinking he's a girl. But now you see a girl on screen and she's, you know, admitting that they're lying about the physicals because she didn't go get one, clearly, because then they'd have to just get it because then they'd have to talk about why she looks like a girl, but has, you know, um, <laughs> you know, this, as you see the camp when they get there, it's literally like a camp of misfits. You know, typically you have, you know, some asshole kids or some asshole, you know, jerk counselors or there's also nobody that you're rooting for in this movie. Everybody kind of sucks. You know, there are a couple counselors that you're like, all right, there's nothing really wrong with them. They're just a little square. But if you're, you know, but if you think about it, if that's like the best you can be, then, well, I mean, there's just a lot of really weird characters in this movie, but they're just not nice. You know what I mean? They're much meaner in this movie, I found, you know, and cruel and what they said and how they acted and their intentions. Felissa Rose, who plays Angela, plays this part so well. And in that article that I read, they were describing that her behavior is quiet and she seems extremely uncomfortable wherever she is. And I guess that's a very true statement made by many in the trans community about while they're transitioning. They feel that they don't belong. It's like a never ending discomfort. You know, there's no words to describe it. They just feel wrong. And until they fully get to their potential of what their goal is, do they really feel better in their skin, if you will? This actress truly captures this, you know what I mean? She's awkward, she's super silent, you know, and throughout the, her stay at this camp, there's a killer. Like I said, the cook gets burned, and then, oh yeah, the boy gets drowned out in the water, and then I think it's the camper. So, I mean, there's some people getting, you know, picked off one by one, if you will. But the cook, like, just went home with injuries, so he didn't die. But it's a point-of-view killer, so you're guessing a lot of the time of, like, who it is. Uh, and this camp is right near where Angela died and Peter is feeling all sorts of emotions like when he, when they get there because you're being triggered, <laughs> you know what I mean? And there are girls who are taunting and teasing Angela for being quiet or for not swimming or some girl calls her like flat chested. Uh, she doesn't shower when they do. Uh, they just don't see her acting like a girl, which is just really like dumb. You see counselors and campers being killed in, like, a Friday the 13th, like, rip-off kind of way. You know what I mean? Like I said, with that point of view killing and what they're doing and how they get killed is just typical 80s behavior. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, this doesn't have all the layers of Friday the 13th. But, you know, you're still in for some good fun when you see just how bad, you know, these people are really behaving. The older camp director is, like, sleeping with, you know, the 20-year-old Meg. Like, ugh. Like, he, he definitely looks super old. I just... That's a hard pass for me. That's, that's just a hard pass. Yeah. And it seems that after years of brainwashing and because, you know, Angela's on the lake, you know, this is where the pronouns are a little awkward right now, but, you know, where Angela's sister slash 
Angela died. <laughs> and they're all, like, the taunting from the counselors and campers. And I just feel like, you know, Angela just, like, snaps to this, like, all getting to that epic ending and that horrific sound that comes from her mouth. Yeah. Angela lures this blonde boy that throughout the movie she's kind of opened up to more. And he doesn't seem like such a little shit, like I was saying most characters are. And there does come a point where you don't like him. But I feel like, you know, it's typical young kid love. You know what I mean? I'm not sure how old they are. They have to be at least like 15 or 16. But he and her are... You know, he talks to her and she finally like says goodnight and everybody's like, oh my gosh, she's talking and she would smile at him and he was, you know, but then he, you know, kisses this girl, Judy, that was just being super mean to her and, but back to Paul, after kissing him and teasing him, you know, you're not sure if she does have a crush on him because she's acting like she likes him, but then toward the end, she starts to get quiet again, but he does like kiss another girl, so it's definitely like, why, you know, but then like, you're not sure because then she cuts his head off. Yes. And then she stands naked holding his severed head with this growling scream that you will never forget. And then the credits roll. I just, this movie, just every time I watch it, you're just like, holy. Like that, it's not, it's just how it ends. Movies just didn't end like that. You know what I mean? Because then you see her standing there naked and she has a penis and she's got the the axe and the knife in her hand at this point because she had stolen the axe. Um, this whole movie just is so nicely put together at the end. And I feel like you have to kind of be paying attention because this movie does actually point you in a really, you know, crazy direction of how these characters really interact with each other and just in society. You know what I mean? I definitely remember when I was younger, my sister and my cousin used to rent these movies. I'm not sure if, I'm sure they rented the second one. I'm not sure if they saw any of the other ones, but I definitely remember this one and definitely the other VHS covers. But I remember they would watch this and I, you know, the cover was always a little like scary, like <gasps> sleepaway camp. And I think, it, I think it was the second one though, because it's the backpack and the knife and the, and that's why I don't think it, it doesn't matter, but that's why I think it was, you know, one of those, maybe not the first one, but then I never watched it until I was probably like in my early twenties. I bought the DVD for like $5, either like on Amazon or at the like $5 bin at Walmart. And it was, I was very surprised at the end. I was like, I can't believe all this time. I never knew that that's what the end was. And that's why this movie, I think, made people really think. And, you know, the disclaimer in the beginning is because, you know, the trans community feels that this movie doesn't represent them in a good way because they're not all homicidal maniacs and blah, blah, blah. But like I said, I was, you know, I was more under the impression that she killed because she had so much trauma. Not because she was forced into being a woman, you know what I mean? And I think it was trauma. I saw this, like I said, as a revenge movie. She kills bullies and pedophiles. Like, isn't that a good thing, you know? She kills the, well, she gets rid of the cook who in the beginning, like, tries to, like, I don't know if he was going to rape her or what, but he was, like, unbuckling his pants and he gets, like, upset because he gets caught. And it's just, there are certain situations that you're like, oh, my goodness, like, that's just a little odd. But this movie was, 
I feel like horror is meant to shock you. You know what I mean? These movies are made to get that fear in you or out of you. Excuse me. If you watch the other movies, you see that she uses female pronouns and she now fits better in society. After the first one, she like, uh, like I said, the credits just roll as she like kills this guy like on the water. Like you have no idea what happens. Like, so in the second one, they kind of just like blur through like what happens and she like went to the goes to this mental institution and starts to like become comfortable with herself and I think you know therapy didn't really make her a woman it made her realize that she was supposed to be one and her aunt forcing her to girl accidentally worked because she already maybe felt that way because like I said there were some flashbacks of them being children and being a little curious and questioning and not sure of why their dad was with another man because I doubt he really explained that to them you know that the aunt who took care of Angela later she had that ribbon around her finger to not forget something like I was saying and I feel like it's a she sets high standards for other people and herself and maybe Angela killed because of that too because she was under you know she lived with this woman so I feel you know this movie definitely made me understand and and respect and the article on bloody disgusting definitely opened my eyes and after reading it and then watching the movie I felt like I liked it more because I didn't I don't know I I guess I was naive and I never immediately jumped to the trans people or murderers I never I never jumped to that I just I just saw a hurt person that had no idea how to handle all of these feelings and because of the taunting and these girls, you know what I mean, being mean, I feel like we can all go back to a place where we were in that position. You know, but obviously we handled it differently, but we didn't have all that trauma and that unsureness of ourselves, you know what I mean? So this movie is just definitely in a in a different class of horror than others. So I definitely appreciate that a lot. Um, I really hope that people can give this movie a chance and want to watch, you know, some of these movies that I'm talking about, even though maybe it might not be your first choice. You know what I mean? There are going to be other movies that I'm going to talk about that you've never heard of and you may not want to see, but, you know, I will show you a side of the movie that, you know, we can talk about these. Like I said, this movie is dated, but there are topics in it that we can still talk about today. And I thought today was the perfect day to do that. And I really hope that everybody enjoyed it. And I really want to thank all of you for listening. I really, really appreciate it every week, you know, following up and whatnot. And I also wanted to say, I, uh, Oh, thanks Alexa. Great. (laughs) I also wanted to say that I, I'm going to be having some time next week to evaluate the podcast because I've been listening to some of my colleagues. You guys got to check out Horror High Podcast. A couple of great guys, you know, talking about some horror and their werewolf episode was really good and they're really funny and they I feel like you can be part of the conversation when you listen to them. And I uh, decided maybe I might want to add some music to mine, so I apologize if mine's a little basic. Um, My job's been a little crazy. It's just been a little crazy. So, you know, somebody asked me, do you get paid to do this? And I looked at her and I was like, do you think I'd only be releasing one episode a week if I got paid to do this? And I was like, absolutely not. I would love, I would love to record more. 
I'm probably going to stockpile a bunch of episodes, so be, don't be surprised if you get some rapid-fire ones over the next couple of weeks because I definitely want to uh, up the queue and reach out to some more people with, excuse me, with content. So a little quick episode tonight talking about this. Definitely check it out. Like I said, it was on, it's on YouTube, surprisingly, but it's on Shutter or Prime if you have it. I think IMDb. It's definitely worth watching. If you've never seen it, please. Or if you haven't seen it in a while, now go watch it. And I'm going to leave you guys with this quote from Ari Aster, who did Hereditary and Midsommar, which we'll talk about later. All right, here we go. The nice thing about a horror movie is that people go in looking to be unsettled. Good night, kids. <laughs>